thank you for connecting to the media product of LifeGate Church. Pastor Brian Gallardo prays as this product goes out into the nations, that it empowers your faith, stirs your spirit, and pushes you towards your God-given destiny. For more information, please go to www.lifegatekc.org. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them with me to Mark chapter number five. Uh, ladies, you can be dismissed. Y'all, can y'all give these ladies an amazing round of applause? And these gentlemen as well. Give these gentlemen and ladies a huge round of applause. That was weak, y'all. Y'all, I know you got your Bibles. My bad, my bad, my bad. I can get quiet too, y'all. think I just can't. I can get quiet too. Okay, Mark chapter number five. And when you're there, say Amen. If you're not there, just reach over and steal your neighbor's Bible. Mark chapter number five. I've got a word for that God gave me, guys. i got a word for you today, and uh, it's, it's so powerful. Okay, Mark chapter number five, verse number 24 through, third, through 29, and uh, let's, let's read this out loud that we're going to pray. Um, I'll read it out loud. You follow along. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd followed and pressed around Jesus. And there was a woman there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Um, the King James Version actually says she had an issue for 12 years. A lot of you have had issues for a lot longer than 12 years, my God. Um, and when she heard about Jesus, she came up. Everyone say she came up. Oh, I'm, 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 go, go back, go back, uh, Donnie. I'm so sorry, that was my bad. You're doing a good job. Donnie is his first time running the computer today, so I'm proud of him, all right? This woman suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. She spent everything. She was completely emotionally spent. That's where some of you are from your issues. You're completely emotionally spent. Let the church say amen. amen. Yet instead of getting better, she actually got worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up, she came up from behind him in the crowd and touched his clothing, his cloak. Because she said to herself, if I just touch his clothing, I will be healed. Immediately her issue, I want you to see this, immediately. Can I, can I be kind of graphic today? I had like three people say no. <laughs> like almost, immediately her cycle of bleeding, that's what it was, okay? She was cycling for 12 years, right? That's, I mean, and immediately her cycle stopped. All the ladies said, oh my. And she felt, she felt in her body that she was free, free, duh. Y'all see the free in there though? She, she felt in her body, she felt inside herself. Something deep in her soul said, you are free from her suffering, from her suffering. Now, now I, I'm not a lady, so I don't know, but, but I, would, I would think that that would be a pretty amazing thing for the Lord to heal of that for 12 years. Let's pray, and then I want to dive into the text. And what we're going to do, I don't normally preach. Uh, these are, this is an expository message today where I take the message and, and points from the text. I don't normally preach that way because it's one of the most difficult ways to preach. So y'all pray for me, but I feel like God gave, this me to, gave me this to give to you, and it's going to be really, really good. Father, I thank you for the opportunity, number one, to be a blessing in the house of God and to sow seeds of sacrifice into this amazing church that you've given us. God, I'm so thankful that we have LifeGate. God, I'm so thankful for every cinder block that's paid for. God, I'm, I'm thankful that we're sitting in a debt-free facility. God, I thank you, Lord, that the architects, Lord, are currently working on our next phase. But Lord, I always, I, I always say this to you, and I'm so thankful. You've already gone ahead of us and paid for those bricks too. 
and we're thankful for that. God, I pray that you bless every tither, bless every sower in this house. Bless this message that you gave me to give to them. I pray, Lord, that as we step into it, that you would do something profound in their hearts. In the name of Jesus and the people of God said yes and amen. Before you're seated, I want to give you my sermon title. It's four simple words, and it's simply, it's my breaking season. Before you're seated, I want you to find two people and prophesy to them and tell them it's your breaking season. Find two people and tell them online campus, it's your breaking season. In the name of the Lord, you may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. This passage of scripture, if you go here for any length of time, you will know this is one of my favorite passages of scripture in the Bible. I love the desperation in this woman. I love the humility in this woman. Uh, some folks might find her to be a little crazy, but I would say amen because she was walking down the street talking to herself. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody walking down the street talking to themselves, but hang out in this area a little bit, you might see it, and they make you a little nervous, you know, they, they look a little, you know, we would say in Spanish, loco in the cabeza, they look a little crazy, you know, and, and she, she was a little bit crazy, a little bit desperate, but a whole lot hungry for Jesus. In Mark's gospel, the fifth chapter in the 24th and 25th verse, I want you to hear the language. A large crowd followed and pressed around our Lord Jesus. And there was a woman there who had been bleeding for 12 long years. Everybody shout 12. This woman was stuck in a season, in a cycle. I'm going to say cycle for 12 years. And this bleeding cycle was nonstop. It was all day, every day. It was painful. There was pain attached to this. And the number 12 in your Bible actually represents the number of government. If you go through scripture and you study the Old and the New Testament, you see the 12 tribes of Israel or the 12 apostles of Jesus. And these tw this number 12, represent they represent an authority. They represent a government. There was a spiritual government behind this whole cycle that was fighting her and keeping her to repeat a pattern. Now, a lot of us in this room, we say silly things like, I'm in a season of, I'm in a season of transition. You know, that's a funny thing for Christians to say, because I'm pretty sure we're always in transition. We're always either going to something, in something, or coming out of something, right? We're always in a transitional season, but seasons are different than cycles. A season always has an expiration date. You know, we can say in the middle of July, man, it's 104 degrees outside in this season. It's hot. But we have hope because we know December's on the way. So then we get to December and we're, you know, I, I love, I love my favorite time of the year is right now until the first freeze. And then once we hit the first freeze, I'm like, I'm out. I'm ready for July. Right? Because we go into the winter season and it gets down to like minus whatever ungodly number what in the name of Lucifer is going on cold. And so we have this hope because we know we are just in a season. But many of you in this room are being held captive to a season. Uh, you don't see any sight in end. You see zero breakthrough down the road. I don't call that a season. I call that a cycle. You see, a cycle is a season that's stuck on replay. 
And many of you here in this room, you feel like you're in a never-ending cycle. Let me talk to my church for a minute. I have felt as a pastor that LifeGate is in this never-ending cycle. You try to get free, you get knocked down. You try to get healed, you get a bad report. You want to walk in freedom, but it seems like there's this force operating behind the scenes that doesn't let you get free. You try to get your joy, all you get is depression. You try to get your laughter, all you get is anxiety. You try to break through, but all you get is fear and hopelessness, and the cycle keeps on going. But I came to talk to three people today to tell you that it's your breaking season. You about to break some things in your life? If that's you, just slap your tired hand a high five to your neighbor's tired hand and say he's talking to you. Things are about to start breaking. Now, I I went through human growth and development when I was a kid, and something I learned about the female cycle, it only stops when there's a seed that's planted. Luke chapter 8 and verse 11, the seed is God's word. John chapter 7 and verse 38 says this, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Just reach over and pat your own belly. Say, my belly, my belly. What does that have anything to do with this, pastor? The word belly in the Greek is the word kolia. Kolia means spiritual womb place of impregnation and today I came with a word to deposit into your spirit man and that simple word has four words it's my breaking season today what I'm believing God to do is for this word to get down deep inside your marriage to get down deep inside of your addiction to get down deep inside of your depression I feel the Holy Ghost so strong today I I feel the Lord say to you and to me and to life Kate it's our breaking season God's about to put us on the map. God's about to bring deliverance to your husband. God's about to bring joy to your marriage. Slap your neighbor high five and say it's my breaking season. Oh help me Jesus. Come on give the Lord just two seconds of praise. Come on. This word's for you. Say yes Lord. Mark chapter 5, the, 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 the gospel of Mark, Peter preaching, Mark pinning what he was testifying of Christ said this. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and she spent all that she had. And many of you here today, you have suffered under the hands of what others have done unto you. You are emotionally spent because of the hands of others. Your heart is a broken mess because of the heart because of the the, the, uh, effects of others. Your dreams feel like they've been destroyed because of the hands of others. Your destiny feels like it's never going to get here because the hands of others. Man hurt you. Man raped you. You were exposed to too much as a child. Now you're spent. Your emotions are spiritually bankrupt. You can't cry another tear. You're numb to what they did to you. You're emotionally unplugged from the pain of others. You are putting up a barrier and a wall to guard your heart. You're suffering in silence. You come to church and smile, but it's empty. You come to church and laugh, but it's hollow. You're bleeding on the inside. You're suffering in bondage. You're bleeding in your boots. You're sitting there in pain, fear. But I came to tell you today that if God did it for this young woman, God's about to do it for you, and you're about to step over into your breaking season. Look at somebody and say it's your breaking season. It's your breaking season. It's your breaking season. Honey, it's your breaking season. 
Olivia, it's your, I must preach to my own house. It's our breaking season. We ain't looking back ever again. We ain't look, we are not going to look back ever again. We stepping into everything that God has for our family in Blue Springs, Missouri by that ugly water tower. We going to step into, it's our breaking season. I feel like preaching today. I feel like preaching today. Mark 5, 27 says this. She heard about Jesus. That was her hope. I want your ears to hear today. It's not always going to be this way. I want you to hear today there is hope in Jesus. He is the Lord of the... He is the Lord of the... Y'all sound like the Baptist today. He is the Lord of the... Somebody back there said, I am Baptist pastor. Well, praise God. Glad you're here with us today. Okay. She heard about Jesus. Where did she go? She came up. Lord, show me this. She came up. The only way for you to go up is if you're down. The only way for you to stand up is if you're seated down. Down represents a low place in your life. A valley of the shadow of death. It represents depression. It represents uh, uh, anxiousness. It represents hopelessness. She couldn't see because of the pressure they were pressing Jesus. And some of you don't even see the miracle right in the middle of your pressure. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost today. Because all around you there's pressure. There was pressure around Jesus. The people were pressing all around him, but she reached up behind him. And I am here to declare over LifeGate Church that the cycle of grief is over. I am here to declare to LifeGate Church the cycle of grief is over. I am here to declare to you, ma'am, who's had an abortion, the cycle of grief is over. I'm talking to the rape victim, the molested victim, the cycle of grief is over. Miscarried babies, failed marriage, shattered relationship, it's my breaking season if that's you I dare you to throw your hands up and give Jesus a shout of praise come on say it's my breaking season the cycle ends and now the season starts the cycle ends and now the season starts the cycle ends and now the season starts she had to get up from a low place, Chris. I think she was covered in head to toe with dirt. Her, her skirt was stained in blood. There was a trail of blood behind her. They didn't have what we have today for young ladies. They had underloin cloths that they would wipe their legs with. I believe she was in the dirt, filthy, dirty, messed up, backwards, broken, bent, mentally ill, depressed. Her family rejected her. Her loved ones rejected her. Her husband left her. She was too dirty. She was too messy. Her life was just a wreck. Her story was just upside down, broken and crooked. That gives me hope today. I don't know if it gives you hope because I got some things in my past. I've got some things in my yesterday. I, I Listen, I may preach here and you may think I look all holy, but some days I don't feel holy. What? Some days I fall. I don't fail. 
I fall. Sometimes I do things that don't glorify God, and you do too. But aren't you thankful all we got to do is pick up ourselves, our dirty, broke, busted, crooked, broken self, and get a hold of Jesus? Can I get three people in this room to say yes? All you got to do is get out of the dirt, get out of the muck, get out of the mire, get out of that low thinking, that low living, and reach up to Jesus. Come on, somebody. Three things. The Lord spoke to me, Jeremy. Three things. Three things. Three things. I got three. I guess you can call them prophetic points. This is a message to our church. Now, this ain't your church. You might want to join after today. I'm a leaky preacher. I got these holes everywhere, and I leak everywhere. Elders been praying for me for 15 years. I still leak. When I say my first point, we're all going to shout it together. Are y'all ready? Are are y'all ready? I mean, we're going to shout like we Holy Ghost filled fire baptized people. Are you ready? Online campus, I want you to shout to in capital letters in the comment section. Are you ready? I couldn't hear them. Could y'all hear them? I want you to shout with us. Four words. I'm breaking out. You ready? I am breaking out. Come on. One, two, three. Let me hear you. My God. Did anybody's iridescible thing go off? We're going to say it one more time. We're going to make all hell hear us. Because hell has tried to silence us as a church. Hell has tried to muffle us as a church. But that's not our calling. We are called to stand and we are called to shine. This is the year of elevation. And we're going to rise up. Come on in here. I need at least three people to shout these four words with me. One, two, three, go. I am breaking out. One more time. Come on, say it. I am breaking out. Say it again. I am breaking out. She was totally broke. Broke. Broke as a joke. So poor she could not afford the O or the R. She was Po. She had wish sandwiches. Two pieces of bread. Wish she had some meat. Anybody ever, anybody ever have some government cheese? I did. You can't do nothing with government cheese. It's as hard as this table. You throw it in a frying pan, turn on the heater, it doesn't do nothing. It won't melt, you can't cut it. Why do they give us government cheese? Poor. But that's where some of you are in your spirit. The pain has made you blinded to God's goodness. Who am I talking to today? The depression makes you feel as if God has departed you and you can't in your mind see God. Because you have to see him coming through here before you see him coming through here. He is not Jehovah left you. He is not Jehovah abuse you. He is not Jehovah abandoned you fatherless kids. He's not. That's not God. But our mind keeps us captive to be blinded from God's goodness. Broke as a joke. Some of you in mental pain. Broke as a joke. I'm preaching a message next week. I don't even know if y'all are ready for it. I don't know if y'all are ready for it. 
I don't know if y'all listen. I told my wife what the Lord was speaking to me about next week, and I just don't know if you're ready for it. It's going to be powerful. Some of us in this room, we are so wounded in our heart. Every step we take, we're smiling and bleeding. Come on, woman, with the issue of blood. Every step she took, she was bleeding. Every time she saw somebody, she'd wave at them and they'd run from her because in that day, she was considered an outcast. Bleeding. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, I hope nobody sees my pain. Oh, I hope nobody senses what I'm going through. I would come to church, but if I come to church, you're going to know because you're going to see it on my face. You're going to sense what I'm going through. Broke as a joke. But God's, a tell, but God's about to take your brokenness and turn it into a different kind of break. Because <laughs> you're about to break out. And what has held you captive today will not hold you captive tomorrow. What has held you captive today is fixing to be your testimony on tomorrow. Slap somebody a high five and tell them I'm breaking out. Come on, look at somebody behind you. Say you're coming out of that mess. You're coming out of that low living. You're coming out of that depression. Come on, tell somebody. Prophesy to them. You're coming out of that anxiety. You're coming out of that addiction. You're coming out of that bondage. You're coming out of that spiritual barrenness. Come on, LifeGate Church. You're coming out of that emptiness. We about to break the we about to break out of this building. We about to break the walls down. We are breaking out. Breaking out. Breaking out. In Acts chapter number five, the high priests and the Sadducees, they hated the apostles. They had them arrested. That's where some of you are today. Arrested. Your faith is arrested. Your hope has been arrested. You don't even want to get up tomorrow. It took every ounce of joy, faith, and strength to get yourself out of bed and drag yourself here to church today. The apostles were thrown in jail, and the Bible said not in the daytime, but during the night, during the darkest moment. See, some of you are saying, God can't come through for me because I'm in a dark place. I'm in a painful place, preacher. You don't get it. They're going to foreclose. You don't understand, preacher. They're coming for my stuff, preacher. You don't understand my life is over, preacher. You don't understand I'm at the darkest place of my life. Here's what I learned about God, and I don't know why he waits so long, but sometimes he waits a long time. Sometimes with Jesus, when you get to the darkest place, he shows up the strongest. He shows up the brightest to let all hell know who his children are. And I am here to tell you today that in Acts 5.19, the Bible said that an angel showed up and he brought them out. There's about to be a jailbreak around here. I said there's about to be a jailbreak in this church. We about to break out of this season. We about to break out of this cycle because it's breaking season. You're coming out of the fear. You're coming out life gate of the pain. You're coming out of the grief. You're coming out of this despair. It's my breaking season. I dare you to say it out of your mouth. It's my break. We about to break out of this oppression. 
I don't know who I came to talk to today, but we about to break out of this oppression. We about to break out of this depression. We about to break out of this lack. Come on in here. We about to break out of this depression. God's about to bring freedom to your address. You're about to break out of the things that's holding you. You're coming out of that cycle and you're stepping into a brand new place. If you believe it, shout amen. Come on, shout amen. Shout amen. Shout amen. Say, it's my breaking season. No, you got to say it from here. It's my breaking season. I'm coming out. 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 We're coming out. LifeGate, we're coming out. Hell, you better listen. We're coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say, what's the matter with you, Pastor? I'm so excited about our destiny. I'm so excited about where we're going. I'm so excited for the young people getting saved on Wednesday nights. I'm so excited for the church walking into revival. I'm so excited for your marriages coming together. I'm excited that we're in a breaking, breaking season. Are y'all ready for the next one? Number two. You got to shout it out though. Some of y'all, some of y'all saving your shout till three o'clock when y'all to have your best shout right now. Somebody thought I got baptized today. Man, our new building is going to have great air conditioning. I promise you there's going to be a vent right here. Y'all see it? I see it. I see a big old silver duck blow right on my head. I'll begin frostbite right here. That won't he do with Jesus. Not only are we breaking out, but we about to break loose. We about to come out, and then we about to break loose. We about to come out, then we about to break loose. Jesus had a best friend. Anybody know what his name is? That, that was his best disciple, Lazarus. Lazarus. They're both best friends. I guess he had two best friends. We'll call them two best friends. Y'all are great scholars. He had two best friends, John and Lazarus. I don't know what made Lazarus his favorite person, but Jesus went because he found out he died. And Jesus started weeping because his friends were weeping because their brother died, who was his best friend. And... The Bible said Jesus, when he stood outside of his tomb, and he said, hey, everybody, roll the stone away. And they said, but Lord, if you would have been here earlier, you know what we all say to God? If you would have just done it like I said. If you just been, now it all stinks, Lord. He's been dead for four days in the desert, Lord. Can you imagine a dead body in the desert for four days with no embalming fluid? I'm talking stank. S-T-A-N-K, that's a word, Stank. He stanketh. Lord, if you would have come in my time, things would have been different. I'm so mad at God because he didn't do it my way. I own Burger King. Jesus says, hold on a minute. I am the resurrection. I am the life. Lazarus, Come out that grave. So here, keep breaking out. Come out the grave. Bob said he walked out and he was like a zombie. 
Full of grave clothes. Couldn't see nothing. John was freaking out. CNN was, listen, CNN and Fox News, the, the reporter just fell over, fainted. What is going on here? One says the earth is flat and one says the earth is round. They was having this, and here comes this, and then it, Can you imagine Lazarus' sisters? Mary, no, that's not good. Mary and Martha. Jesus shows up. They're crying. They're weeping. They hired the professional weepers. They had that in that day. They would hire people to come to the funeral and pay them to weep for them. They're all weeping. Y'all, this section weep for a minute. Go ahead. That's good. Keep going. Keep going. So Jesus, in the midst of doubt, said, guys, stop weeping. Lazarus. Any Carmen fans in the room? Come forth! Y'all don't know nothing. My, wife, my daughter said, Dad, this stuff is weird. I'll listen to Carmen on a road trip. I'm a jamming. Are you addicted? What is it? Are you A2J? Yeah, yeah. She's like, what's wrong with you, Dad? Lazarus comes out fully bound, but he's alive. He came out, though, Pastor. Yeah, but he's fully bound. But he came out, Pastor. You can shout into a new season, but if you don't let the Lord loose you, you go right back to that season and repeat the cycle. Jesus says to Lazarus, hey, uh, that's my guy. Uh, I think he talked to Mary and Martha. He said, hey, go loose him from them clothing, that clothing he's wearing. Because that clothing is the identity of what he was bound in. And some of you in this room about to go on a new shopping spree. They didn't get it. You got it. In the spirit, because the things that have clothed you in your yesterday got to come off. In the spirit. My God, what am I saying? You have to allow God to make you a new creation. We are constantly being transformed and seeing God from glory to glory, image to image. If you stay stuck in yesterday's glory, you'll just become someone else's story. But if you allow him to bring you into a new place, then you can use your history to be his story of how he changed you. And you cannot get into next level breakthrough with last level thinking. You can't, I don't believe, you can't even get to next level breakthrough with last, with, with blah, 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 edit that out. You, just kidding. You can't get to next level breakthrough with last level relationships. So why can't I get free? Because you still running with them crazies. Take a drink of water on that. Telling I want to be free, but you're hanging out with a bunch of sex, perverted, alcoholic, no good, cussing, backstabbing, lying, gossiping, slanderous bunch of folk. You can't get free hanging out with bound people. I just want to be so on fire for God. You can't find that if you're at the club Friday and Saturday. People who are on fire for God get around people who are on fire for God. 
You got to shed that old stuff and walk into something new. If you want to walk into breakthrough, you want to walk into blessing, you want to get all God has for you, you got to let some stuff off of you. You got to get some stuff away from you because the residue of your life, the residue of your sin will always keep you in bondage if you don't let loose of something. Shout, I'm letting loose of it, preacher. I'm breaking out. I'm breaking loose. This right here is for the whole church. I hope you hear me today. Lord, I hope they hear me today. We about to break through. Now, I'm going to give you all a little sneak peek. I met with the, the architects today, or this week, and we finalized the conceptual idea for the building, which I'm going to be showing you guys here soon. And can I give you kind of the idea? These walls are coming down. That wall back there is going to come down. Because it will be the cheapest way for us to expand. And it will give us almost 500 seats. It's pretty awesome. And we'll be cheaper than building a building. But in order for us to do that, we have to break through these walls that hold us captive to a size God doesn't, isn't calling us to. God isn't calling us to this side. I don't like big churches. You don't read your Bible, apparently. Well, all the churches are about numbers. But God wrote a book called Numbers. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. The smallest church in the Bible had 120 people in it. But the next day, they had thousands. A church that's not growing is a church to me that's not advancing. And a church that's not advancing is not a kingdom-minded church. The problem with average Christians in America today is we want to be entertained. We treat church like a popcorn theater. We don't come to take over. The concept of what Jesus preached about was a kingdom. And a kingdom is like a little yeast that a woman threw in the lump until the whole lump took over. The concept of the kingdom is we are here to stay. We're planting our feet right here. And we're going to cultivate this region to look like heaven. Can I get three kingdom people in the room to say amen? But in order to do that, we got to break through and expand. Some of you in this room, your mind is walled in. Your marriage is walled in. Your faith is walled in. You used to believe, you just say, Pastor, I've been through so much. I can't believe anymore. I'm so numb. I haven't felt the presence of God in a year. I haven't felt the presence of God in a decade. I, I do what I do. I'm a, I'm a good person. I read every once in a while. I, I try to worship the Lord on Sundays. I try to seek God during the week, but I'm just so hurt in my soul that my mind has got me walled in. But I'm here to tell you today, the walls are coming down. And breakthrough is now. The cycle ends. I said the cycle ends. The cycle ends. The cycle ends. The 
page is churning in your book. You're getting ready to read a new chapter. Come on in here. You about to board a new flight in your life and you're taking off to a new destination. And it's not hopelessness. It's not depression. It's not despair. Some of you haven't belly left in far too long. But I am here to declare to you today all that fear, all that anxiety, all that manipulative witchcraft that runs through your mind ends today. As a matter of fact, today you're going to rest tonight. Tonight you're going to sleep. Uh, Brother Ron and Cindy came up to me before church said, Pastor, we're, we're kind of betting. How, 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 how many hours of sleep did you get? Because we know you don't sleep on Saturday nights. I said, well, tell me how many hours you think I got. He said, they said, we both think five. And I said, I fell asleep at 10 and got up at 730. You know why? Because the Lord spoke to me this week and said, you need to go get your rest. As a matter of fact, to be very candid with you, I, 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 I got this message uh, this earlier this week. And normally what I like to do is pin the whole thing like, like 30 pages of notes. And so, so we had the youth conference on yesterday, Wednesday night. I preached a powerful message up in here to these kids. My God, it was so good. And they got ministered to and life, life was in the room. And so yesterday I heard, the, I heard, oh no, Friday night I heard the Lord say to me, he goes, close your books, your notes, your Bible and go to bed. I said, Lord, I only got like three pages of notes. He goes, trust me. I said, but gee, he said, trust me, you knucklehead. He didn't say that, but you know. And so, so then yesterday comes and we had this, we're at this youth conference and I'm I, silly me. I'm trying to do like, I, I, my plan was to sermon prep in the car there and back. <laughs> didn't work good for me. Cause I wanted to love on these kids that was with us. That was more important to me sermon prepping. It's already in me. So at the conference, I'm sitting there worshiping the Lord. It was like, I don't know, almost lunchtime. And I heard the Lord speak to me again. He goes, don't sermon prep for tomorrow anymore. I said, what? That's not how I do it, Lord. He said, that's how I do it through you. It's a new season. You're, you're already, you got it in you. Trust me. And it bore witness with my spirit. I felt the Holy Ghost come all over me. So my wife said, when are you going to sermon prep? I said, oh, I'm done. She's like, you, no, you're not. What? She said, I'm done. The Lord said to go to bed. We get home. We went to grab some dinner last night after the youth conference. I said, I'm going to bed, y'all. Good night. Me and Livy and my wife, we sit up and watch TV for just a little bit. I said, well, I'm going to bed. She's like, right now? Y'all, you, you good? I said, I'm good. She got up before me, and she went and got ready, and I just put my head in the bathroom like said, boo. She's like, what are you doing? She's like, you're on one today. I said, I'm ready and rested. That don't mean anything to you. But to me, after the 11 months I've been through, to stand up and say, booyah, I'm rested. I feel good in here. I feel good in here. I feel good in here, y'all. If I feel good in here because of this season, guess where we're going? We're getting in the car and going to Deliverance Town. Come on in here. We're getting in the car and going to Breakthroughville. You know why? It's my breaking season. Come on. There you go. My breaking. Come on, say it. Come on, stand on your feet. Let's chant into the room. All right, here's what we're going to do. Take your fist like this. 
Because of what hell's done to some of you. Sucker punched you. I say we take our fists as a prophetic act. We do ceiling. Okay, guys, listen. There's prophetic acts in scripture. The axe head flew into the water, and the prophet said, hey, throw the stick out there, and the axe head will float. They threw the stick out there. Here comes the axe head. Prophetic act. What I want to do this morning is a prophetic act. Because see, all the hell, some of you has balled up its fist and punched you right in the stomach. But I say hell has to pay back. I said hell has to pay back. For the pain, hell has to pay back. For the loss, hell has to pay back. For what you went through, hell has to pay back. For the sleepless nights, hell has to pay back. How they talked about you, pay back. How they walked on you, pay back. What they said about you, pay back. Because you're right here standing in your right mind, with your right heart. Ball up your fist like this and say it's my breaking season and punch it through the air. My breaking season. It's my breaking season. Come on, Chris. It's my breaking season. It's you to do something for me because some of y'all done this a long time look over at your neighbor and show him your pearly whites smile as big as you can now I want you to look back at them and say that looks really good on you now if they know you and gone through what you've gone through I want you to say it again say it looks really really good on you Tom's it looks way better on you y'all look so much better when you smile Okay, let me ask you a question in the room. If you're here today, you say, Pastor, this word, man, right for me. I, I... Okay, raise your hand. Okay. No shame, hand. Go like this, because I want your shoulder to get tired. Just go like this. Go like this. Okay, here's what I want you to do. If you see somebody around you that has their hand held high, lay over your hand on them right now. I want you to put your hand on them. Pastor Greg, can you run up here on this platform? I'm going to have you pray. You're going to pray over these that, that, are, that are needing breakthrough in every aspect of your life. Just put your hand just like this. Yep, so we can see who you are. I want somebody to make sure nobody's by themselves. Put your hand over on their shoulder if you're a prayer warrior especially. A lot of people, Pastor Greg. And I want you to, you're going to take this microphone. I mean, we appreciate this one, but you want to take this one. I want you to pray that they walk into everything God has for them. In the name of Jesus, that it breaks off of them today. Father, we just declare over your people today, God, that they are breaking through today in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord God. We declare, Lord God, there is a breaking anointing in this room today that they will push through, Lord God, into their breaking season today in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord God, that they will break through in every area of their lives, God. They will have breakthrough in their minds, breakthrough.
breakthrough in their emotions, breakthrough in the physical today, breakthrough in their bodies today. God, we declare, Lord God, they will walk in the victory, Lord God, that your breakthrough brings them today in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord, there is victory in that name today. There's victory in their hearts, victory in their minds, victory in their bodies, victory in their walk, victory, Lord God. Everything that the enemy has stolen from them, they are taking it back today in the name of Jesus and pressing through to breakthrough in their lives today. No longer will they be held back. They are walking forward in you today. They will break through into the new that you have for them today. It's a new season for them. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare it to be so. In everyone in this room, shout the shout of victory today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We bless you today, Father. Yeah.